the army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Ah. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Nine minutes after uh, five o'clock. I know you've been sworn in. I read your testimony. Uh, I did hear part of the uh, hotline show today. It was very entertaining. And uh, we we try to do that each and every day right here on the Live at Five show at 5 p.m. We try not to rehash the same stuff. Most of the times, that's impossible, especially in this town, especially these days. How can you go? Can you go, like, more than one day without talking about city council? Or for that matter, Cliff only? One day, can you? Not now. It doesn't happen. He is the straw that stirred the drink. That's Cliff only. He is the Donald Trump without the conservative behavior of Watertown, New York. He's the man everyone, for the most part, is talking about. And uh, that story, of course, continues. But sometimes it's best to just like, you know, a couple people today called up the hotline show talking about national stuff, talking about Secretary of State Garland, who who sat there profusely stating, no, I'm a religious man. No, you're not. You're agnostic like most. And you're not a religious man. You don't like Christians. And yet he couldn't answer that question, just like Jackson could not answer the question, what is a woman? This is the new government. This is the new United States we have. So I just want to share with you. David Pakman, nice Irish boy. He's got he's from uh, South America, actually, but you wouldn't know it uh, because he's very American. And, and by the way, Howard Stern loves this guy. And Howard Stern, on the other hand, uh, I'll bring up a story about him not feeling uh, any love towards Bill Maher. We'll get to that in a bit. But Stern loves this guy. He's very smug, very smart. I don't know if he's Ivy League educated. It doesn't really matter. He was born smart. And just, you know, that's just the fact of life. So he's got his own blog. One day he'll probably be on MSNBC or one of those, um, you know, uh, left of center media outlets. But nonetheless, he, he just has a slew of, of posts about our ex-president and how he's, you know, twice impeached, four times indicted, you know, the same stuff that Sonny Houston says every day. So I just, you know, sometimes, and yes, I've been known to do this, and I'm going to admit this freely, I am a troll. I am a productive troll. And when you, when you troll, you, 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 you become one of them. You become basically a mole. You become, in this case, a liberal, a liberal person. So this is what I wrote. And I wrote it on three separate posts from David Pakman's Facebook page. And trust me, this dude's got a lot of followers. And I got a lot of response. And here, here's the goal. When you troll like I do, passive aggressive, what you, what the end result you want, you want people to agree with you. And, or you don't want anything at all. Occasionally, you're going to have people like Glenn Curry, like a novice, like jump in and say, how can you say that? You're crazy. You'll get that. But the majority of people will agree with you. And this is, this is what I wrote. 
I said, I'd rather have expensive, this in relation to, um, um, you know, I'm trying to be one of them, a, a lefty progressive. I say, as Glenn Curry, by the way, I'd rather have expensive gas, millions of illegals, billions to Ukraine, and high crime in our cities than wake up knowing Trump is our president every day. That's who I am, and that's what 50% of America are, or is. So here it is. I got responses. I'll get to that in a little bit. I posted this, late, you know, I was eating pizza. By the way, there was some crazy guy just looking in my car while I was eating pizza at the place on uh, Massey Street. Couldn't figure that out. But nonetheless, uh, I, I'm, I'm creating this post or re reaction, and I got 44 likes. 44 people said, what, basically agreed with me. A couple of them loved it with the love icon. Others like, you know, like Glenn Curry on the conservative side that happens to be looking at David Packman's uh, site because he gets incensed like I do, says, Glenn Curry, I can't believe you would say that. So, well, I want to privately message him and say, listen, I'm just trolling, but I can't do that. I don't know who Brian Rains is. It's none of my business. And then Sandy Rodriguez says, amen, exclamation, agreeing with me. And then someone just like my, myself trolling, looking around, saying, I'll tell my tax man to call you if government, government me, needs money from me. See, blah, blah, blah. Seeing you must be rich, which of course I'm not. 44 people agreed with this. Unbelievable. I, I totally agree, and I've been saying this all along, that more than half of America would rather have expensive gas. Don't, don't mind seeing tens of thousands of illegals living in our cities, like New York City, could care less about the billions we're spending over there in Ukraine because Russia's bad and crime go going rampant. As long as it doesn't affect them and they don't lose their car stereo, they don't care. You know what? To them, it's like, well, you know what? They're trying to have some bread, too. They need some food on the table because they don't have reg they can't They can't vote because they don't, they don't have their own IDs. That's the way they think. So it just exposes people. When you troll, when you do it effectively, Glenn Curry does it effectively. I've made mistakes before. I've been kicked out of groups. I've been kicked off Facebook. But now I, I do it very, I, I'm, I'm, I'm crafty at it. Does it make me money? Of course not. Does it waste time? Should I be doing other things? Of course I should. But it's fun, especially during your lunch hour. I'll get to the, uh, someone's waiting, a couple people are waiting. I'll get to the Howard Stern thing in a bit. Let's go to the phones right now. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Um, can we talk about the video you sent me? Don, uh, I, this is this is kind of like you know I'm 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 trying to make love to my girlfriend here and, and you're interrupting uh, Donnie. But yes, let me just. Okay, what do you want to talk about then? What well, are you talking about. All right, call call me up in the second part of the show. Okay, call me up in the second part of the show. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. I sent Donnie a video. Now he wants to talk about it. It's it's not what I want to talk about right now. Hi, you're on the air. Glenn, I just wanted to say the videos you've done of the golf courses have been amazing, and that interview with Cliff the other day was just fantastic. That's all I have to say. Have a good day, sir. Thanks. That's the hang-up guy, by the way. All right, so that's that's the one thing. So the other thing was, uh, I don't know, I guess he's trying to be my friend. He'll be calling in here real shortly and hanging up. So don't you know, uh, call a spade a spade. All right, so Howard Stern, as we know, I, I, I'll be the first one to say this, and our friends over there at News Junkie know this. I'm one of the biggest, biggest Howard Stern fans ever, was at least, right from the beginning. Right when he was, well, I, I, I didn't live in Washington, D.C. back in the early 80s, but I, I used to listen to him work going back and forth in between uh, semesters while I worked during college years at Brooklyn Union Gas Company. And I would listen to this guy. I only had an AM radio. I would listen to Imus in the morning. My sister's 1970 AMC Javelin. And in the afternoon, I said, geez, this, this guy, I don't know his name. And eventually I, I knew it was Howard Stern. And he just talks like uh, nonstop and he brings up bits and he's funny. He makes fun of people. He, he was making, you know, he was, he, it was just, this guy's great. 
And then he went over to K-Rock, and, and you know, it, just, it, it, just, it just got bigger and better. and went, went syndication. Jim Levin hired him down there in uh, 95X. He became a gazillionaire. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give any of his employees part of, the, part of the profits because he could care less. Without him, there'd be nobody. You know, that's just the way he thinks, and God bless him for thinking that. But I liked him. He made fun of everyone. He made fun of the gays. He made fun of the blacks. He made fun of white people. He made fun of white trash. He made fun of himself. But now, in the last, I'm going to say 10, probably 15 years, ever since he went out to the Hamptons with his uh, broad there from Pittsburgh, Beth, he changed his ways. So I bring up Beth's name because, you know, he used to be married to a very, he always b- b- wrote, boasted about how his first wife, who was the mother of his children, by the way, I believe he had three or four daughters, and, uh, and, you know, she seemed like a nice woman. She was portrayed to, to some degree on, on the movie that he did, Private Parts. And I thought, you know, she, she seen Allison was her name. She seemed like a nice woman. Well, you know, when you become a millionaire, regardless of how fugly you are, and Howard Stern is not the most handsome guy in the world by any means, but he did have lots and lots of cash. So by the early 2000s, he got disenfranchised with his old uh, uh, college sweetheart from Boston College, and he decides to abandon her. Uh, go, get divorced, and he, you know, he went on this ramp. He went on this litany of dates here and there, blah blah blah, and he winds up marrying someone I believe 15 years younger than him. That's not a big difference, and I don't really care. Money talks; everything else walks. If if Howard Stern doesn't have millions of dollars in his bank account, he's not tagging Beth Ostrowski. I can tell you that. But he goes on, and Bill Maher, as as we know, goes back and forth. I don't like the guy. He hates Donald Trump. He hates conservatives. But at the same time, he tells it like it is about his own party. And he's very brave for doing that. Other people have been doing that and getting in trouble, including Russell Brand. We'll get to him in a little bit. He's the crazy uh, British Indian guy that's being uh, crucified for stuff he did over 20 years ago. Everyone loved him then. But now, uh, you know, in in this Me Too generation, and of course, he's talking about Big Farmer, and he all of a sudden turned into into a conservative. We can't have that. we got to get rid of him because, remember, he was a pervert 20 years ago. So Bill Maher recently criticized Howard Stern for outwardly expressing of nearly 15 years. Okay, so they've been married for 15 years. Actually, she's much younger than them. Uh, that difference, I should say. Beth Stern, and alluded to his comments were at uh, the detriment of his first wife, Allison. So what he says is, and I'll get to this, Howard Stern said recently, I'm no longer friends with Bill Maher. Uh, he, uh, after Bill Maher made these comments about his ex-wife. On Tuesday's episode of the Howard Stern Show, the 69-year-old radio personality, the king of all media, revealed that things between him and political commentator were tense after Mahar, 67, made comments about his marriage. The remarks were made on an episode of Mahar's Club Random Podcast, which has poor lighting, the cameras are in the backs of people's heads, and it always looks like Bill, Bill Maher is stoned on something, where he criticized Stern for outwardly expressing his love for his wife of nearly 15 years, Beth Stern, formerly Beth Ostrowski. She's like six foot eight, beautiful. Some people say she looks like a horse, nonetheless, and alluded that his comments were at the detriment of his first wife, Allison Burns. And then Stern says, and I quote, how does this gushing about the second, oh no, check that, this is Bill Maher's comments. How does this gushing about the second wife, how does that make the first wife feel? Could we just not gush about the person while the other person can still hear it? It's so true. We see it all the time. He gushes about a woman that's 20 plus years younger than he, and, and, and that's the reason why that someone is, as beautiful as him would actually jump into the bed naked with him. Of course he's going to gush about her, but no regard for the mother of his children. Very selfish. But, of course, if the moment you start criticizing Howard Stern, he, talk about thin skin. People claim I have thin skin. I know, actually, you know, with all the criticism I've been getting here, there, everywhere over the last couple of months, and I can take it. 
I think I've gotten much better. I realize criticism is good. It helps. You got to listen to it. But Stern would never listen to it because he's the king of all media. No one could ever stop him. And he's a billionaire. He's the type of guy that wouldn't get into a plane unless he knows that the pilot is is got at least 1,000 hours uh, under his belt to fly that thing because the world could not exist without a Howard Stern. That's just the way these people think. Stern and Barnes are tied to not in 1978. That's his first wife. But separated in 2000 and finalized their divorce in 2001. He and Beth, his current wife, an animal rights activist, began dating shortly after meeting at a dinner party. Blah, blah, blah. So Stern goes on to say, what a sexist thing to say about Bill Maher saying that, you know, he's you know, gushing about his second wife and disregarding his, his first wife. Like, what a convoluted, nutty thing to say, Stern said, firing back. I'm assuming that he knows something about my first marriage. That, of course, the man uh, must be leaving the woman and the woman must be devastated and sitting around pinning away for her famous man. It just goes to show where you know, the people running media right now, and the, I mean, not that Stern is half the person he used to be. He's not type of mind as he used to be. But these are the guys that are setting the standard for this woke, works, woke society. In fact, Stern was quoted recently saying he's proud to be woke because he's not stupid. It's better than stupidity, he says. It's, you should be proud to be woke because it's better than being stupid. That's how it's Stern. It's such a shame. He was such an innovator. He was such a great man to, the, to, to radio and, and, for that matter, entertainment. But he, like so many other people, and what's going on with Russell Brand? By the way, I don't like Russell Brand. I saw that ridiculous reboot movie of Author, one of the worst remakes I have ever seen. That and uh, Willy Wonka with uh, Johnny Depp there. And there were others. But when you see that remake of the uh, Dudley Moore, Liza Minnelli movie, which, by the way, Liza Minnelli shouldn't have been in to begin with, but nonetheless, still, you know, you had Christopher Cross, you had good actors, you had Sir John Gilgood, you had Seinfeld's dad, you had great acting, great writing. That's the way it was in 1980. And yet this bum does the remake and no one sees it. But that said, he is an entertaining guy. And one other thing about Russell Brand, he's really smart. Very, very intelligent, and recently he's been talking bad about Big Farmer. So what appears to be, it, it looks like, let's say today's Thursday, I believe the first story about Russell Brand hit the media, I believe, on Mail Online or somewhere, probably out of Britain, because that's where he's from, on Monday morning. So they're about, what, five, six hours before us. So when everyone woke up this past Monday in the States, it was Russell Brand is a creep. Four people said, he raped me, he groped me, he did this back in 2003. Now, whether or not he did, I don't know. But it's apparently, it's painfully obvious that this is a concerted effort to get him out, to purge him and put him on trial. And eventually this guy will either be put in jail or he'll just go bankrupt or both. But this is a prime, prime example. If you talk bad about it, especially if you represented entertainment and you appeared to be on the left of center, and then years later your career isn't going anywhere and you're doing a podcast and talking to guys like, like Tucker or Carlson and so forth, people are going to start throwing you under the bus. And that's exactly what's happening to this poor bastard. Again, not a fan, but now I'm pulling for him. I really am. If he did perverted stuff and, and a lot of it was caught on camera, people were kind of condoning it. Kind of looking at it, oh, he's just a zany Indian guy. He married Katy Perry for about 36 hours, and then she ditched him in a text or an email, whatever the deal was. I, I can't remember. But it's happening. It really, truly is happening. We saw it yesterday with Secretary of State Garland. And, and of course, Danny Francis would totally disagree with me. But this guy is a bum, and he doesn't represent the interests, or for that matter, the Constitution of the United States. 
He would not answer a simple question to whether or not, I'm sorry, it's not the Secretary of State, the FBI was was actually investigating uh, people in the, uh, excuse me, in, in their own churches. And this was documented. And they found out from many, many cases that this was happening, particularly during COVID. And he sat there yesterday saying, I know nothing about this. I'm a religious man myself. He says, no, you're not. It's clear that you're not. And it's very clear that he's trying to disrupt the institution we know as religion in the United States. So it's happening, folks. It's happening everywhere. And it's, it's sad. I don't want to just come across as some crazy QAnon theorist, uh, uh, you know, just maniac saying that the world's coming to an end. Uh, you know, you better, you know, uh, speak before Christ now before it's too late. <clears throat> but boy, I tell you what, it seems like that's exactly what's happening. So anyway, I wanted to get that off my chest because, as you know, I had uh, uh, county legislator uh, Bobby Ferris in here Monday. And I also had, uh, who do I have? Oh, of course, I had... Uh, uh, Cliff only here on Tuesday, and yesterday I spoke at length with Attorney Joe Stanley, which some of you think is an infomercial. So today, at least, I had the show in studio, for that matter, to myself. So if you want to call in, by all means, 755-1240. You can comment about anything. These are the things I just wanted to address. Garland was on the Hill yesterday. That would have been addressed yesterday, but I never got to it. So if you want to talk about that or anything going on locally, we all know the construction sites are not going away. Uh, Coffee Street at this point is much worse than Arsenal Street, so avoid Coffee Street like the plague. Co- uh, Arsenal Street, on the other hand, is is looking a lot better. One thing I noticed about Arsenal Street is now that they put a, yet another layer of tar between I don't know McDonald's and the bridge and beyond. There's no curb. There's no curb in Arsenal Street. They're, eventually, they're going to have to dig that all up again, at, right down to the bone to the sewer lines. And do that all over. There's absolutely no, like three inches of curbs right there on uh, on Arsenal Street where the cemetery is. I, I don't know if that's going to make things worse or better. I have no clue. Are the phone's working today? Did, did Jeff have any issues? Oh, you know what? The phones aren't working. Wow. Ah, they are working. 755-1240. 755-1240. So let's do this. If someone's not rather calling in at the moment... Uh, let's uh, let's showcase some of our advertisers, our sponsors here on the Live at Five show. We'll do that, and we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tiles in your lawn to set up your free estimate? Call 782-9129. For Herringes Contracting, the people who call you back. All right, here's an update from what I was talking about earlier. Not to bore the tears out of you, but this is just an ongoing story. I mentioned earlier I was on Facebook. The David Packman Show. Again, you watch in the next three to six months, you know, once new programming comes out on MSNBC when they're tired of the old school guys, you know, the old white cranky guys that were born in the 50s and 60s. Then we place him ultimately with a guy like David Pakman. Young, he looks like uh, Charles de Gaulle when you look at him. Anyway, uh, he's just got that mug. So just, just to reiterate, I said I'd rather have expensive gas just to be a troll on his site and see what type of reaction I'd rather have expensive gas, millions of illegals come into our country, billions to Ukraine and high crime in our cities than wake up knowing uh, Donald Trump is our president every day. That's who I am, and that's what 50% of America is. 50 likes, by the way, some loves. So I got a couple of people who thought I was nuts. Most thought I was right on top of it. In fact, Lynn Foster, uh, not from this area, by the way, some, somewhere else. This is, this is one of those national or international groups. So you could be getting comments on your from your comment from anywhere any at any time. Glenn Curry, I'm with you. Every day Trump, Trump tells us who he is, a liar, and he also wants to be, which is a, which is a dictator. And he st- and still his fans support him. Worse, they send the grifter money. I don't know what that is. 
Uh, Republicans in Congress are trying to shut down the government, threatening to do so if the charges against their tre- uh, treasonous leader are not dropped. They don't care about us. They're hurting the American people, and they just don't give a damn, she says. Meanwhile, this, is, this sounds like SG, President Biden's administration is passing legislation that actually benefits all of us. It makes me sick to know, sick to know that Americans would rather have a dictator. And someone else commented, by the way, it's up to 50 likes. It was 44 earlier. They're, they're clearly pulling out all the stops to counter the four indictments on their cult leader. Not sure the GOP can stoop any lower. But rest assured, they will. They are extraordinarily desperate, they say. Someone else comments, it's pri- President Biden, title and respect always. You know, when people say, Biden's this. No, it's President Biden. And meanwhile, for four years, Trump's an idiot. It's Donald Trump. It's President Trump. Screw you. You're a racist. It's, it's just off the charts. There's no way this guy's going to win. And if he did, and again, don't get upset when I say that. I got a couple of callers that call me up and say, Glenn, stop saying that. You're one of them now. You're one of them. You're going to kill me. Sorry. It was a line from uh, Die Hard. Clay. Bill Clay. Sorry. This is, the, this is what America wants. This is what America gets. On a local note, and I, I, I saw this news junkie posted this earlier, Potsdam's having problems. Potsdam University's been around since, I don't know, right after the Civil War. Who cares, by the way? Like all the state schools in recent years, including our own uh, uh, college on the hill there, otherwise known as Jefferson Community College, enrollment is down. You know, back in my day, you know, when I went to Oswego State, you had to pair up with two other people in a room the size of a, of a jail cell. No, it wasn't a jail cell. It had a window, and it was nice, and, you know, it was college. But that's the way it was. People went—we were part of the baby boom generation, the biggest generation in American history, by the way. And now we're the most wealthy, and now we're the most hated. I'll get to that in a bit. I love how millennials refer to us as boomers. And they don't call us baby boomers. They just call us boomers. Potsdam's got a problem. They're one of the smaller state schools, four-year state schools to begin with, just like Geneseo, Fredonia. Oswego's a little bit bigger. Binghamton's one of the big ones. So is Albany. So is Buff, University of Buffalo. So is Buff State. Um, so is Stony Brook. Those are, the, those are the anchors. The others are pretty much medium to small. Potsdam's one of those small little you know, breakfast communities out there in Potsdam. They don't know what to do. They're at a deficit. So they're going to shut down some of their curriculum. You know, if, if, the, if the sciences aren't doing well, they're going to shut down the labs and get rid of the professors. Most of them are traveling professors from one school to the other. It doesn't really matter. You're pretty much getting the same education uh, anyway if you go to Potsdam or, or Syracuse or Colgate, especially in the first two, three years. You might, you're better off going to a ju- uh, junior college to begin with. But this, this, and people are like, oh, what's going on? Why can't, why, why can't we save our schools? This is awful. So kids don't want to go to school. Last I checked, the state school costs upwards of like $24,000, $25,000 a year anyway. When I went there, it cost like 12 bucks a week. So it, it's changed. We've got to move on. Kids don't want to go to school. They don't see the need to go to school anymore. Sadly, they don't see a need to go to a vocational school or practice or some type of you know, uh, uh, industry type of, uh, of learning or education where they can you know, make good money being an electrician, being a carpenter, being, being someone that's good with their hands. They just don't want that, it seems. I don't get that. I hear that all the time. I, I, I deal with clients all the time that would, would probably rather run an ad with us looking for someone, but it's fruitless. We're looking for truck drivers for a well-known truck establishment up in Lafargeville. 
it's a struggle. They got to put out bonus money. They got to pay more money for you. But at the same time, they can't compromise safety. So they got to find the right person and or people. And we're trying our darndest to do that. But as far as the future of America and whether or not kids actually want to learn at all, I, I think a lot of times, and I was talking to my wife Sharon about this last night, I think, I think they see their friends and their, their brothers and sisters struggle to pay, you know, six, $700 payments every month for an education that's not paying them back. And they're going to be stuck with that bill for another 10, 20 years. Or they come back and they just, they're, they're not happy. So you watch. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to, you know, adversely affect, uh, uh, you know, JCC one day to shut down altogether. But their enrollment is way down. So my guess is in the next two to three years, at least two, if not multiple schools in the SUNY system are going to be shut down. By the year 2030, we'll probably lose about five or six of them. That could be Potsdam. It could be Canton. It could be someplace like Plattsburgh or Fredonia, whichever. You know, no one wants, no one wants to get a, you know, a degree in, in philosophy from Fredonia and, and spend 100 grand to get it. That's a bunch of malarkey. It's a joke. So anyway, that's the, that's the big story. It's our news junkie as we speak. So, Donnie, since you're the only one who called in earlier and it proved that at least the phone was working, in the, at least in the first half hour of today's program, give me a shout. 755-1240. You know the number, Johnny. Donnie. So what I sent Donnie was something that my friend sent me unrelated. Has no, this, my friend sent me a link uh, for this former astronaut on his deathbed. They put a camera in front of him, and he, he wasn't an astronaut. Excuse me. He was apparently a producer for CBS or one of those, maybe for NASA. Who knows? And apparently he made a claim at the end part of his life that the video into a film or video that we see of the lunar landings, since we're going in this direction, since no one wants to talk to me about the whole new work society, will a- entertain you now with Donnie, uh, flat, flat earth Donnie about this. And Donnie, is that you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so Donnie, who's that gentleman on the, on the uh, video that uh, my friend sent me? Unrelated, has no idea who you are, by the way. I got this unsolicited uh, just today, so I wanted to share it with you. And Donnie so, thought I was crazy. I don't crazy. recall the gentleman's name, but who he is is the son of a man who filmed the moon landings on a fake set. Okay. And it was his, like, deathbed confession, and he filmed it, and it wasn't to be released until after his death okay and you know after listening to your troll story it makes sense why i asked you because when i when you sent me that video (laughs) i watched it listen i watched it and i asked you my first question was why did you send me that video are you mocking me or are you waking up so sensitive you Uh, know because i don't know sometimes it's hard to read people but that's an authentic video it's a confession that they did film the moon landing. So you're going down the rabbit hole, but there's a lot of truth down there. Well, you know, the one thing that I got because uh, Joe Rogan, and he's another one, when I watch his, his uh, podcast, I could barely, it's like looking through sand. I can't see anything. But he did have a guy in there like last month talk about the, uh, the, uh, the film that they would shoot of uh, – what appeared to be some type of like abandoned city to show the result or the effects, I should say, of an atomic blast, and it was painfully obvious that that the film was fake because it was it was it was like a fake ha- building, and the cars were all little you know like uh, uh, little Tonka toys. Not the Tonkas were out in their fifties, but that, so that got me thinking. And then the other one that got me thinking, Donnie, and then I was proven wrong was when uh, the camera would lift up while the module would leave 
the Earth, uh, check that, the moon, to go back to Earth. And I often said, they didn't have robotics back then. How were they able to lift up and tilt that camera off a tripod as the lunar uh, capsule, you know, you know, launched off the surface of the moon. No, and, that's a correct question. Now, what was the BS answer that was given to you? Well, the B—it's so funny because the BS answer is so real and so right that I was like, "Oh, okay, now I'm right. Now I was wrong. I, I was given Donnie credit. I was like, nah, I can't do it anymore because apparently it was the last time we were on the. Remember, Donnie." Again, you say we were never on the moon. They'll say we were on the moon at least three, maybe four times. I believe the last time we were on the moon was in like 1973. Wrong. Hold on a second. Why does someone who says it's fake know more about the moon landing? Well, let me explain. Let me explain. Six times. Let, let six me... times they say they did. Okay. So, oh, I didn't realize we went on the moon six times. Whatever. I don't think it was that many times. I know uh, Apollo 13 was, 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 a, was a joke. They couldn't land anything. They were lucky to get back alive. But anyway, what they were saying was they were going to use some mechanism and they would leave it right on the camera and time it so that... That when they launched the lunar uh, uh, capsule off the uh, the surface of the moon, that it would be in sync with at the same time. They tried it twice; they couldn't get it. But the last time, and that's the one we always see, Donnie, they were successful. So it was just one of those things where they said, "Hey, look, let's oh, get." Oh wow, that yeah. was such a beautiful uh, story. Donnie, do, let me ask the question. Do you believe that the pharaoh, like the pyramids were built by the Egyptians? Let me let me go there oh, for a second. Oh, even, even, even way better than that. Yeah, way Listen, better than that. You know that there has been more Egyptian artifacts found here in North America. Did you know that they call Ohio Little Egypt? Uh, well, I do know that we're all part of the same continent, but that was millions of years ago. I can't imagine a civilization uh, from Africa, a relics of which would be found over here. That doesn't that doesn't add up, uh, Donnie. I'm sorry. Well, it does because it's in the fossil records. So the Hopi Indians, all their language is in um, hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphics. I can't even say it, but yeah. you know what I'm well, talking yeah, about. You got me twisted, too. The emojis is well, what we call them today. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, so we call things, or memes for that matter. And, so, uh, I mean, yeah. yes. you know, the Egyptian language is found here in the Americas. So, Donnie, my, here's, here's you my question. research it. Here's it's my, found all through our country. Here's my question. Is anything real in your world? So, what, basically what happens, Glenn, is everything that has been taught to you in educational systems and on the television is not real, okay? Hmm. And what has happened is you start to learn what the truth is. But the thing is, the truth is so bizarre, it frightens people, and they it's kind of like a bright light. When you go out to the light, people shy away with it, they put their sunglasses on. The same thing's like that with the truth. When you throw the truth at people, they're not ready for it, and they shy away. Hmm. And sometimes... <laughs> with enough, like I like to say, I like to put people in headlocks and beat flat earth into their head, right. you know, because I don't want to let go of of the mind of the person, because it's so important that their mind has been hijacked, has been brainwashed, mm -hmm. that I'm doing everything I can to wake that person up. But Donnie, so I was actually really happy you sent me the video, right? But you were suspect um, at the same time. Like, oh, you're starting to think. Right. And it happened with COVID, right. and I was really happy to see you the way you came out of that. Right. You know, that was great. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I I, I, I I find it entertaining. 
I, I do find some things intriguing, just like I said about the uh, the atomic bomb uh, uh, film. Why didn't the camera get incinerated? Why what, why did the lens survive an atomic bomb blast when everything else obviously right. is being so destroyed? That was a fake video. And then they also show a car that, that looked like something out of a Tonka set disappearing before the bomb was set off. That was obviously a glitch that no one would ever notice. Like seventy years later, someone would see it on the Joe Rogan show well, and talk about it. So. Uh, so, so let's uh, talk about the moon landing real quick. So the interviews when they came back, remember that press release when they had the three there, um, Armstrong and everybody, right. Buzz, you know, right. and they were all there. And now they supposedly just came back from the greatest mankind achievement ever. Okay. Do they look like they won the Super Bowl or do they look like someone who doesn't want to be there? <laughs> And it's being well, you know, they're lying. Well, what they say. They go back and watch the interview. Listen to what they say. What, are you saying that they should have been jumping up? And, by the way, when you go into a, a suspended animation for extended periods of time, your body takes a huge hit, uh, Donnie. Uh, zero oh, yeah, gravity is not the, good the story, for the muscles. <laughs> see, see, again, oh, Donnie doesn't right. believe He's anything. Give me the story. I'm Don't giving give you me facts. The story. I want the truth. By the way, someone's telling me to get off. The, I won't say who, but nonetheless, someone says you're a loony. But no, listen. Yeah, and you're you're discovering truth, and yes, that video you sent to me is real. Right. So I'm giving you the no, I, I I am I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, Donnie, and I'm glad you well, did. I'm not, listen, it's not about me; it's about the truth, and it gets way bigger. You've just only poked your head into the rabbit hole, right, so one, and you're kind of freaking out, and I see you freaking out. I'm freaking out. Donnie, one thing I've got to say off the record, despite the fact that I'm on live radio right now, as a biblical person, and you are a Christian man, is that correct? Well, I try to be, but sometimes I get mad. Okay, stop posting stuff and getting kicked off Facebook. That was your fault, no one else's fault. You can't talk to people like that. <laughs> all right? Well, all right. Maybe there's a church that could be Now, there's no truth there. Anything. There's absolutely none. It's uncalled for. You know it. You call yourself a Christian, and you've got to act that, like that, Donnie, okay? Oh, listen, sometimes people piss me off. Yeah, well, um, I get pissed off, too, but I don't use yeah, that terminology. You've got to refrain from that, and that's how you'll win people over. When you continue talking that way, no one will listen to you. No one will listen to you. If, listen, if, they if, all mock me anyway, these people. Well, they mocked Noah, but Noah never used the C word, so don't use the C word, okay? You don't know that. You don't know that. Yes, I do. I knew him he, personally. He could, he could, listen, Noah could have literally punched someone in the face. Yeah, well, he still didn't use the C word. Maybe the person deserved to get punched in the face. You ever think of it that way? All right, I got to go. All right, that's Donnie. All right. That's uh, Donnie, being the biblical man he is. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how's it going today? It's uh, Lefty. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. I've listened to tons of stuff that he does. I'm, I'm, you know, not just the reels that are on there. I've had some long drives where I've really listened to a lot of his stuff and caught up. He, at one time didn't believe the earth was flat he believed that we never landed on the moon hmm. but he changed his views later on after he got some explanations but he does believe and this would be like what this guy was saying about we pumped up a lot of things that didn't happen and we made some some fake scenery and we made some fake videos just because we were in a race with multiple countries not just russia not just china we we're in a, a ru- in a, a rush yeah india a race to try to get there just <laughs> right for you know, a world dominance type of thing. Right, right. And so I think it was it was fake to an extent. So if you're looking at what he said, it's kind of there. And, and you're, you're right in correcting Donnie on, you know, the, the social media thing and whatever. Like, he got he got mad at both of us, basically swore us down the other day. No, I know. He, he loses his cool. He uh, you and, can't and do I don't, that. I don't like to see him do that because 
like I said, there's a big percentage of the stuff that he's right on. It's like an Alex Jones. You know, it's like he's right on a lot of stuff, but the stuff that he's you don't agree with, you can't argue with him about it. Yeah, but you know what? I'm glad you brought up Alex Jones because here's the thing about Alex Jones. He said some outrageous things, but I'll never get over what he said about Sandy Hook. I'll never get over that, ever. I just can't get over how he claims that that, was, that never happened. And that was all staged for and and, and to me. You know, he, you know how many? You know how many people like, like also say that it wasn't just him. I well, mean, they're crazy too. Huge amount of people. They're they're crazy. I, I believe so too. They're nuts. And, and the same and the same thing with nine eleven. Yeah, they're all nuts. The, the problem. Yeah, but I'll tell you what the problem is: is when you have a government that you don't trust. And that's what we have right now. That's something we didn't have when Walter Conkright was on 6 o'clock. Yeah, but Sandy Hook happened uh, back in 2012. It was a long time, way before COVID, and we weren't as untrusty, oh, no, trustworthy still, as we, we are now. We still at that point had a government we didn't trust. No, it's, it's mean, completely it was, different now. Trust factors, but, well, listen, it, it is to an extent. Listen, I'm not trying to justify him in any way. I hope not. I'm just saying that, I, I'm just saying that you know, 80% of what... Alex Jones says is correct, and he's been proven correct on things. Yeah, like 80% is not a good ratio, awesome. especially when it comes to obvious. When you see children running out of a school and knowing that parents lost, uh, what, upwards of 20 kids that day, not to mention adults, and, and to make a claim that it never happened and that the press uh, fabricated uh, it no, because no, they want to get no rid of guns, that's, what, that's absurd. Just it up no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't get over it. Right. And, and the other thing, no. uh, the other th- here's another thing. I, I, I would never consider myself a conspiracy theorist at all, but I swear to you, back 10 years ago, back in 2012, 2013, I'd be laughing at some of the claims that are in my head right now, but because of what's been going on for the last three, four, five years since the orange man came down the, uh, the escalator in June of 2015, I'm leaning in that direction. That's why I do give Donnie the benefit of the doubt. I still don't believe it. I know we went to the moon, and yet when I do see the... Uh, the, the film of the of the nuclear blast, I start asking questions again. So I am opening my eyes. I just can't open them as much as guys like Donnie or the QAnon guy that texts me some outrageous things about Ellen DeGeneres being a man uh, and other people claiming that uh, Michelle Obama is a guy and he's got something down there and all this stuff. So I, I can't go that far, but I will. There is more wiggle room, if you will, Lefty. So... Anyway. Well, you know, when you, when you look at compare, compare things and you look at the biggest conspiracies that have been out there, yeah. the two biggest are, are one, the whole COVID thing, and yeah. somehow it gets locked into the whole global warming, right. climate change thing. Mm-hmm. These are the two biggest conspiracies that only 40% of the public believe. And, and the biggest thing about the whole, whole truth is, the media pushes so hard of course. that there's an unfair advantage for people to read it. Exactly. And you have people that you would think are dedicated, mm-hmm. and, you know, researchers, so to speak. Right. And they're just silent right. on this. Right. Completely silent. They're afraid. People that are as high up as you can get. Yeah. And that convinces people, like a Danny Francis, to just go out there and be even more right. overwhelmed about it. Well, look. be more overbearing about it. Look what's happening to Russell Brand. Do you know how many people probably wanted to go in the same direction as Russell Brand, and now they're not because it, they're, they might risk not just their livelihood, but their li- they might be put in jail for saying stuff like that. So it's a scare tactic, and it's working. And, I, again, not a big fan, but uh, I, I hate seeing what's going on with that guy. And uh, I, I say he's going to have jail time. I, I almost guarantee it. And if anything, he'll go bankrupt. And no one will care. But other people will say, hey, I don't want to be Russell Brand. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. So it's working, uh, oh, Lefty. Yeah, no. It's working.
But anyway, I gotta go. A lot, I got a lot of people. A lot of people are keeping their mouth shut now, and yeah. so at least you have people like Donnie out there that have less to lose. I would say so they can. Yeah, that's a good point. Of, you know, good throw point. things out there. Gotcha. And uh, I don't mean don't mean that name just. No, I know, I know, I know. I get there's, it. There's people out there that Russell Brand's got millions to lose. Situation. You're absolutely right. All right, okay, thanks. I'm gonna let you go. Bye bye now, don't you know? Right, That'll so, be a good call. Yeah, there you go. So the other thing I want, I mean, in the last couple of days, it's, it's been hitting me. And again, this is sensitive material, and i got to be very, very careful. The R word. And it, it, the R word is it's, it's, uh, it's racism. Are we racist? Do we come from a culture of racism? You know, did the government set up uh, uh, urban settings uh, with lower bridges so buses couldn't get out and, uh, and, and send kids to the fresh air fund areas of the country? Oh, my goodness, they couldn't get a bus in there. That's a racist bridge. Yeah, we're, that's exactly the way we're thinking. Bunch of nonsense. Reparations. You know, this is happening because, you know, you, you set forth this whole policy of housing and, and redistribution of wealth after, uh, uh, after uh, World War II and and the ghettos were created because of, 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 you know, lack of reform in government and, and all of this stuff. And not to mention Jim Crow laws and everything happened prior to that and slavery. Of course, we were horrible, horrible as a nation. And yet people born, in, say, in my case, in 1962 or later, should we take the blame for that? Well, apparently we are taking the blame because of the color of our skin. But here's my question. Here's my point behind all this. Whenever they say we're a racist society... They base it on how we were, and as opposed to how we are. Oh, we've always been racist. Go back in time. Go back to the Southern States. Jim Crow, all that stuff. Couldn't go in the back of a bus. All of that is true. Every bit of it is true, and it's disgusting. I remember going to St. Thomas Apostle as a kid. I don't know. I think it was in fourth or fifth grade. I can't remember. We, we were all instructed to watch Roots, and we watched it, and we talked about it. It was, it was part of—we we had to learn from it. I don't know if we were tested on it or whatnot, but it was part of what we had to just to learn because it was it was it was um, an inconvenient truth. Not to coin something from Al Gore years later, but it is a, it was an inconvenient truth. They're saying this is your people. This is what you guys did during a time way way before you you were born, or your parents, or for that matter, your grandparents were born. Although my grandfather was born in 1866, doesn't really matter. Nonetheless, crazy, but it's true. Anyway. So now we're thinking, okay, uh, we're not, ra- first of all, Glenn Curry's not racist. I love when people say, I have black friends. They say the same thing. I have a couple of gay friends that I work with. Other- I go paddleball playing with them. I'm not so bad, right? Okay, fine. But with all the imagery that we see, stuff on the subways, people being pushed onto the tracks, people getting their ass kicked just for being a clerk at a convenience store, one of the worst jobs in the world, still getting their ass kicked from some, 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 some kid from the hood. And then you see the Wegmans, you see the looting, you see the crime. And, and let's go beyond just what we see in our cities. Let's, let's, let's see what's going on, you know, with the, with the illegals and they're committing crimes and, and, and they're going into our cities. And the question remains, is this the time, are we not supposed to be racist now? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, I'm a racist now because of what I see on TV all the time or for that matter, social media. But no one talks about that. You're not supposed to be a racist. Boy, I tell you what, it's really tough these days with the imagery that we're seeing on a day-to-day basis. It's really, truly difficult. So I thought I'd throw that out there. Yes, very sensitive. You're not supposed to be talking that way, Glenn. You know that. But I have to. Because at this point, it seems like 
Urban America is their worst, is their own worst enemy. You're not getting anywhere. Barack Obama did nothing for you for eight years. At least Donald Trump gave you a chance. Unemployment was low. Gas was low. Cost of living was, was manageable. And now he was the worst person in the world. Look at the stuff that I was reading earlier. Over 60 likes, by the way, for being a troll. So true. I'd rather spend $7 of gas than have that guy as our president. Okay, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. Someone's on the line to yell at me, I'm sure. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Hey, about that reparations. Yeah. Okay, my family came over second ship after the Mayflower. Right. Okay, wow. it was a you're an elitist. colony ship. Yeah. And actually, my ancestor was a moron because he was out running the gallows in England, hmm. and he was a stowaway on the ship. Hmm. Interesting. So, here we go. Yeah. But we've always been from the north. Okay. We've never held slaves. My family fought in the Civil War on the Union side. Right. I lost ancestors in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to pay? Uh, because you're a white guy. I already paid. My family's already paid. No, no, they, but it doesn't matter. You're thrown in. And by the way, you know the people that are demanding you to pay and to repent? Do you know what they look like? They look like you and I do. This, this is, this yep. is can, we're cannibalizing ourselves. The white liberals are destroying the white race. That's why we're not going to go to college. That's why we're not having kids. And that's why by the year 2070, we're going to be a minority by default. We're just not making babies well, anymore. We already are. Yeah, we already are. Well, Glenn Curry didn't contribute to that. Well, yeah, I, I just that well, was my personal <laughs> choice. Yeah, well, you did. God bless you. And by the way, Donald Trump, they went into his lineage like you did, and they discovered that he had nothing to do with slavery in his, in his, uh, in his past. And yet they still call him a racist dictator. So it doesn't matter. You're a white guy. You've got to pay the price, my friend. And the people that want you to pay the price aren't people of color, although they'll say that. Most of them are the, uh, the, uh, the black women who are the most militant on their side. Joy Reid is a very angry woman. She hates white people. And so many people like her. But for the most part, the people orchestrating this are as white as you and I are. So we got, you know, that, unfortunately, they're winning, my friend, and we're losing. Well, here's, here's one thing for you, Glenn. Yeah. In my family. Yeah. My little family that I have, right. my son-in-law, is black. Okay. My adopted daughter is half Puerto Rican and Irish. Mm. And my grandson That's is a good combo, half Irish by the way. Yeah. and black. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a racist. Right. Right. You still are. And I'm pure white. But I know. And by the way, I'm being facetious. I know you're not, my friend. Yeah, no. But, but that argument you know, doesn't hold I've water. Have people tried to bring that racist thing onto me. Yeah. I go, you want to see my family? Here we go. Yeah. No, they still won't buy it, especially some liberal guy driving, you know, driving an expensive car and it did very well in his SATs. He still looks down at you. I'm yeah. sorry, my friend. Sorry. But I'm tired of it. I know. I'm very tired. That's why I'm talking about it. That's why I'm talking about it. Where did Kathy Hochul get off having to make us pay? How, how did this broad become our governor is the question. How did she it's become amazing. anything? Well, because of the guy before her. Right. Yeah. And then he got in there because the guy before him was blind and the guy before him got caught with his socks on with a $5,000 prostitute. That's how this happens. <laughs> Kathy Hochul is a friggin' idiot. And we have to live with this woman for the, for God knows how long. And, and by the well, way, the other thing, Joe. Hey, no, no, let me hear me out. AOC was down there at Midtown trying to talk over the people. All, all the, Close the border. Boy, I really hate New York City accents when I see people yelling like that. Close the border. Oh, God, they're the worst. <laughs> and then she's there. And you know what, my friend? No matter how bad she looks and how many people are saying, we, you know, vote her out, vote her out. These people, the squad, the president, all these people are all going to be, they're going to win, not only win, 
They all win by landslides. We're stuck with them. That's what Flippin is scary about this. Hochul's going to be our governor forever. Trudeau is going to be well, the prime minister of Canada, Canada for, for as long as he lives. We, we, we have to live with these bums. Sorry. Oh, by the yeah. way, real quick. I, I, I got to go, my friend. But thank you very much. I got to go because we're at the end of the show. But one thing, I just want to say this totally unrelated. There's this unbelievably beautiful looking. She's made up. She's got a lot of work done to her body. But she's the latest female gone viral on an airplane flight. She had an argument with someone, some, and she's just saying this, that, and the other thing. And the guy, one guy is recording her on a vertical you know, uh, angle on his phone. And she's walking in this bodysuit. She's got big boobs, perfect face, hair, everything. And she's yelling at people. And she looks at the guy and says, oh, yeah, go ahead. Record me. I'm, I'm Instagram famous, you effing bum. <laughs> she keeps walking. That girl is cool. I know she's obnoxious. She's probably, a, you know, what Donnie referred to someone the other day in a legitimate way. But boy, I like her. She's got spunk. I like spunk, Mary. Contrary to what Mr. Grant said. Sorry. Watch that video. She's walking down and she's, she looks at the guy. Yeah, why don't you record me? You effing bum. Funny. Good stuff. No one uses the word bum anymore, but she did. Very, very well. All right. We are at the end of today's Thursday show. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York, where a high school is reeling after losing one of their own. I just feel sad. Like, I just want to pray. Students at Farmingdale High School on Long Island are in disbelief after a charter bus carrying members of the school's band crashed outside New York City. Are, like a lot of my friends, like they're all critically injured. Like one of my friends, her face, she's 